Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faculty Circle Wellness Matters. This is the very first episode of a podcast show that is centered strictly for faculty. Because as faculty, we go through so much, yet are we taking the time to address our own needs, our own wellness needs? Well, first, I have been remiss. Let me introduce myself. My name is Dr. Nicole Arcady, and I am an assistant professor at California State University of San Bernardino. Woo! San Bernardino. I am super excited to be able to bring this podcast show to you where we're going to be addressing different domains of wellness. Some of the wellness domains that we're going to go over is physical wellness, psychological wellness, emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, personal wellness, and professional wellness. Oftentimes what can occur is we are not taking the time that we need for ourselves. And the reason why this podcast show has been created and I wanted to do this is because a lot of the research has shown that pre-COVID, we were, you know, experiencing some things, but post-COVID in that pandemic, we've had a lot of challenges that faculty have had to deal with. We've had to deal with a lot of losses. When our students are suffering, it affects us mentally. The differences and things that our students have gone through with the different tragedies, the trauma, and just overall having to adjust to a new work-life balance took a toll on a lot of us. And what the research has shown is we often did not take and address our own needs because as faculty, what do we do? We are helpers. We want to help and assist others, but we may forget about ourselves and the importance of making sure we're taking care of our own mental health. And so that is why this podcast has been created. You will hear different interviews that I'm going to do with other guests, just all centered around what are some issues that are impacting us as faculty and things that we need to pay attention to. And I'll give you a little bit about me and my background because you're probably wondering, well, who is this Dr. Nicole Arcady? What makes her uh, so intelligent enough to talk about this topic? Well, let me just tell you who I am so you can know. I'll give you my street, my street as I like to say, credential, so you'll know, and I can get my street cred. So I have been in the field of social and behavioral sciences for over 20 years. In higher education for the past 15 years now, I have, let's see, what else about me? For the past 15 years in higher education, so I've taught at local universities, California State, San Bernardino. I've been here now, this is my seventh year, but I started off as a adjunct in the social work department. And I was working for six years um, teaching courses there. And so 2022, this school year, so fall of 2022 was actually when I got hired to be an assistant professor. And I am happy to say that I am the first African-American female in a tenured line position in the social work department at Cal State San Bernardino. So I'm super excited to be able to do that. Although I'm not new to the campus, I am new in this position. And with that become, comes a lot of different responsibilities, right? So when you are an a adjunct or a lecturer and you're not full-time, right, you may just come to campus, do your thing, and then you leave. But then when you transition to becoming full-time lecturer or in tenured rank position, Things change, right? Expectations change. So even though I was doing the research and I do a lot of community events, so my focus has been on mental health and mental wellness. That is my specialty, my area. I have been within San Bernardino County, Riverside County, LA County. I do a lot of different trainings with um, employees in school districts, um, 
with other staff all centered around mental wellness. And so I, although I had been teaching as an adjunct lecturer, right, our part-time lecturer, now let me ask you guys this question. Let me pause for a second. I just need to get some of my tea. Because as you're talking, trust me, as a lecturer, you know, a faculty member, your throat can get very dry when you're there and you're talking. So I want to make sure that I am able to be heard. But what I want to talk about is when I started off um, teaching, it was a different perspective that I had to deal with when I came in more in in an adjunct or a part-time. That's the question I was going to ask is, is it okay to say adjunct or I, someone told me a new term, I'm not supposed to use adjunct, that I'm supposed to use the term faculty or part-time faculty. What do you guys think? I want you, I'm going to do a poll on here, and I want you to answer that and let me know, which do you prefer? Do you prefer adjunct? I, I have been an adjunct for the past 14 years, and I didn't see anything wrong with it. But is that not being inclusive enough when we're using the term adjunct? Are we using it in a way that makes those who are not full-time faculty feel some kind of way and feel as if they may, we, we think they're less than? I really want to know what your thoughts are on that. So please, please, please make sure you go ahead and on that poll, answer that poll, or you can also send me, um, you can email me. It is Nicole.Arcady at CSUSB.edu. So Nicole is N-I-C-O-L-E dot A-R-K-A-D-I-E at CSUSB.edu. Edu. Let me know your thoughts because I'm really interested to know, do I not say adjunct or can I or do I have to use another word? Right. So that's just something I want to think about or I want to know. I want to just know more about what your thoughts are on that. And so back to the reason for this show is to make sure we are addressing the needs and that so we can do the work that's necessary and that's needed for us when we're in the classrooms, because it's one thing to be in a classroom. Right. And you may have been in the classroom, and I'm going to talk about post-COVID because a lot of the research has shown post-COVID just this transition that we've had to deal with and having difficulties with how to adjust all of the new cha- the challenges that we are facing as faculty. And so I'll give you an example. For those of you who may not be in a social and behavioral science right uh, department, so you're not teaching sociology, you're not teaching social work, you're not teaching psychology, you're not teaching counseling, you're not teaching any of those areas um, related in, in, let's say, social and behavioral sciences where you may have a, an understanding of mental health and psychosocial needs of clients or, sorry, see, students, sorry, not clients, of students. <laughs> when you have multiple things you do, you got to make sure you use the right term and terminology. So for those for those of you who are not in those types of departments, how do you deal with when you have a student coming to you and they're telling you that they have suffered a loss or you have a student that's coming to you and they're telling you that they're anxious or they're depressed or maybe they're not even telling you, but you can see that something is different with the student and you just don't know what to do. How do you deal with that, right? Or the stories that your students may be telling you about how they're struggling and what's going on in their home lives. If you haven't been trained to deal with that, that can take an emotional toll on you. It can really impact your own functioning, right? You may find yourself feeling tense often. You may find yourself feeling just sad. You may find yourself feeling stressed. You may find yourself feeling a little anxious. You may find yourself feeling unmotivated, right? These are just some symptoms that can occur when you're taking on the different emotional issues of someone else and you're not trained and equipped to deal with it. 
right? So these are some areas I just want to bring some self-awareness to because there are things that you can do to assist you in ensuring that you are able to address your own needs and be there and stand in the gap for your students because we still have a job to do, right? We have a job to do as faculty, but we also have a job to be there for our students in the best of our abilities. And only you can determine what that's gonna look like, right? You're the only person that can see, okay, what am I able to do, right? What are these realistic expectations that I have for myself or are they unrealistic expectations? When we have unrealistic expectations of ourselves, it can really take an emotional toll on us, right? If I am thinking that, okay, I'm going to grade all of these 30 papers in one hour, that is unrealistic, right? Any of you out there know it is unrealistic to think you're going to get through 30 pages of grading in one hour. I have to break that up into small chunks. And that's what I found to be helpful. So I have to be realistic with my time. First, I have to think about, do, what's the time that I have available? Is this a time for me to actually sit down and try to start grading papers? Or am I just busy, right? Maybe it's not a perfect time for me to sit down. So I got to look at my schedule and say, what's a good time frame that I have that I can start grading these papers? Once I come up with that, then I have to say, okay, what time am I going to give myself? Now, I'm not going to sit there grading papers all night. I've been there, done that, and have the back pain to write, describe that <laughs> to, to with that. So a part of that is being realistic with your expectations. So then I say, okay, I'm going to give myself five papers a day. So this is what I found to be helpful. When I'm grading papers, I give myself five papers a day to grade because I want to get done within a week. So that way I'm not overwhelming myself. I'm not extremely exhausted when I have to do the, do the grading of the papers and I'm able to get done. Because I don't know about you, but I can definitely say it's a horrible feeling when I tell my students I'm going to give them back their papers with feedback, and then I don't. And so what I've learned to say, be realistic with my expectations of myself with what I can and I cannot do. And so I know I cannot get papers graded all in one evening. So I give myself a grace period and leadway, right, so that I can make sure I'm able to get those things done. So I'm going to go back and reiterate. Being realistic with your expectations of yourself of what you can and cannot do. Then once you do that, then you can look at what does your schedule look like? What's a feasible time? What's more realistic? What's the time you want to do it, right? Because some people may be morning people, right? We call those larks, right? Part of that too, let me go back and say, I am a trained licensed professional too, practitioner. So I am a licensed clinical social worker trained to provide therapy services. And so oftentimes you hear me slip into my therapeutic mode, right? Versus the, the other side of, of the academia. So I like to refer to myself as a scholar practitioner. And so the difference with that is not only do I look at theories, I, just, I don't just look at theories and theorize, I look at ways to address current issues, right? I want to look at interventions that can be developed and utilized to address whatever that particular problem area is. So I just want to give that part of it. But back to looking at those aspects and those areas of being realistic of what your expectations are. And for those of you who are morning people, Morning time may be a better time for you to be able to grade your papers. Maybe it's quiet if you have a family. Everyone's still asleep. I once went to a, to a conference, and one of the ladies told me she wakes up at 4 a.m. to grade papers. Can you guys hear crickets? I'm not waking up at 4 a.m. I'm just not a morning person. That is not me. So, But for her, 
She woke up at four and then she would do her grading at five, between five and 6.30 because her family didn't start waking up until around seven o'clock. I'm sorry, that's not me. I'm rolling out of bed very slowly, very hesitantly because I'm just not a morning person, but I am a person, what we call owls, right? So I'm up late. And so I, even when I was in graduate school, I was in my doctoral program, I started doing my schoolwork at 9 p.m. Why was that? Because my kids were asleep, they were fed, everyone was quiet, and I had that time all to myself. So I was able to do my schoolwork from usually 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Well, really, it would go to 12 a.m., sometimes 1 a.m. as well, right? Because I'm just not a morning person. And so I know that about myself. So that means, guess what? I'm not going to be grading papers in the morning. I'm just not going to do it because my brain is not awake. I'm not fully functioning. Like right now, I have my tea. I have to drink my green tea to help wake me up in the morning. I need my caffeine. I'm not a coffee drinker. You know, I really wish I was, but I don't even like the smell of coffee. So tea is my fix, and that's how I get my caffeine. So because I know I'm not a morning person, I have to be realistic. I'm not going to tell myself, oh, yeah, I'm going to grade all those papers that I have to turn in tomorrow morning. I know it's not going to get done. And if I tell myself that I'm going to do something and it's not going to get done and I know it was unrealistic, then I'm going to be hard on myself. Then I'm going to be down on myself because I had not met the goal of what I said I wanted to meet. So being realistic with your expectations is so very important. That's going to help you not feel overwhelmed, feel distressed and be mean to yourself. Right. So that's just one of the aspects that I want you to focus on when we're talking about wellness. And you may be thinking, well, what is wellness? You're talking about wellness. Well, I'm talking about mental wellness. And mental wellness is overall wellness. That is when you are mentally healthy and whole. That means even though life is going to be stressful and throw different types of obstacles at me, I'm going to have enough tools in my tool bag, right, to be able to address those issues without it having a negative impact on me, without me having an impairment, meaning even though I may be stressed in certain things, I'm able to get up and function and go to work. I'm able to interact with my family. I'm able to do the things in, in my community, right? That is when we want to have is that mental wellness. And so there's different domains, as I mentioned earlier, those different domains to ensure that we are functioning at our optimal level, right? Having mental wellness is physical. Physical is a domain. Physical is, are you taking care of your medical needs? Are you taking care of your health? right? Are you getting enough sleep? Sleep is very important, right? That's another topic we'll talk about. Are you doing the things to keep you healthy, functioning, and moving? Another domain is psychological. When we're talking about psychological and we're talking about emotional, oftentimes you like to put those together, right? Because what type of thoughts do you have? How are your emotions? How are you feeling? Those impact you as well. The spiritual aspect, right, those in that domain, what are the things you are doing outside that are going to assist you? Are you doing some yoga? Do you meditate or pray? Do you go into the nature? What are some aspects that you're doing outside of your job, right? Because we have more things that we do. We're not just faculty. We may be parents. We may be what are they? we may be students. Also, we may also be um, siblings, children, because we have our own parents, right? There's other aspects of us outside of our job function and what we do. When we're talking about the personal domain, what are some things you're doing for yourself? When we're looking at personal, do you get out of the office when you're when it's time to eat your lunch, or are you sitting at your desk eating? Are you sitting at your desk eating as you're grading papers, looking at your, your emails, right? Going on and creating assignments. That's important to look at. And then that last domain under wellness is professional. 
professional, what's happening there for you? Do you work long hours without giving yourself that break that's need that's needed? Do you have that support within your professional setting? Are you just wrapped up in your professional identity? Ooh, I'm gonna pause and let you sit with that for a second. Are you wrapped up in your professional identity? Mm, that's a really good question. Because if we're wrapped up and I identify myself only as a faculty and my title, what happens if I don't feel like I'm doing a good job as a faculty member? What happens when I retire and then I no longer am considered a faculty, right? So what happens if things are just stressful and not going well for me at work with my position as a faculty member, right? And if, if I'm wrapped up only and I identify only as Nicole Arcady, assistant professor, right? And that's the only thing I identify with. That can be very challenging and how it impacts us mentally, right? Physically and spiritually, because all three need to be in sync in order for us to do well. If I'm not doing well physically, it can impact my thoughts, right? So mentally, and it can impact how I'm doing physically, right? And, and spiritually as well. Did I say spiritually, physically? Spiritual, physical, and mental. Ooh, let me make sure I get those. Physical, spiritual, and mental, right? So those aspects need to flow well together in order for us to have full level mental wellness, right? And so it's addressing those needs. I just wanted to come on here. And what I also want to do is I want to put a call out and ask you, what are some topics that you would like to talk about? What are some subject matters that you may have been just struggling with or just had some questions on or you thought, you know what, this will be something really good to talk about. I'm going to put that question out there to you. I want you to send me your information on that. What are some areas that you would like to hear more about and, and want me to discuss and bring up? Because it's all about you. That's why it's called the faculty circle, right? It's all about us coming together, having these conversations where we feel comfortable enough to be able to explore those aspects that are needed to assist us in having overall wellness. And the last part of it, the wellness matters. Knowing that your wellness is very important is not just about the students. Yes, we are here to do a great job for our students, but if we're not taking care of our own wellness, we're not going to be any good to our students, right? It starts with us and we model that also for our students. So that's why this podcast was created. It was created to really address and make sure that we understood that we're very important. We are essential, right? When we're in the university. And so when we're saying we're essential, it's essential that you take care of your own health and your own wellness. And so that is why this has been created. Well, I hope that you have found something within what I've said to take mode that can be used and applied and just made you think, made you maybe pause and sit back and reflect and think, you know what? That's a very good question. Am I realistic in my expectations of myself or am I unrealistic in my expectations of myself? Do I take breaks when I'm at work? Am I identifying solely with my position as a faculty member or not, right? If, if I've just had you pause just for a moment to think about or be reflective, then I've done my job. I wanted to come on here and just share these little nuggets and jewels with you. And I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful, as I often say, fantabulous week. And this is the beginning of the week. So happy Mental Wellness Mondays. You're going to be able to catch me on this podcast show. For right now, I'm going to start doing it every first Monday of the month, unless I hear from you all saying that, hey, Dr. Nicole, we want more. 
We want you to come on more frequently. We like what you said over here. Please give us some more information and resources. If I hear that from you all, then I will go ahead and record some more. But until then, you can catch this podcast every first Monday of the month. Well, 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 we have come to the end of this show. It is time for me to say goodbye to all of my friends, all my faculty friends. Thank you so much for stopping by and joining the faculty circle. Know that you are a part of this circle, that we are a community, and that it takes all of us together to make sure that we are okay. It's not enough for me to be okay and I see my fellow faculty members struggling. What can I do to assist in that need? So that's why we call that faculty circle. That's wrap around one another and provide the services that are needed for one for, for each other and ensuring that we are having our wellness. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Once again, this is Dr. Nicole L. Arcady, your mental wellness fellow. <laughs>